Good morning. It is uh, 10.07. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Um, look, the, the point I'm trying to make here is the government has really one role, and that is to protect us from, from uh, to protect our rights. It's not based on is it moral or not. It's just that we've established this country with certain rights. Um, and when somebody violates those rights, we get to go after them uh, and hold them accountable. So when it comes to issues like pornography or drug use or anything else, whether whether in the eyes of God, you know, it's it's immoral or wrong, doesn't make it necessarily in the eyes of the law something that you can uh, regulate or, or punish people for. And that was the whole point of, uh, of the discussion uh, on Friday. It kind of got out of hand, uh, went into uh, just pure religion and sort of strayed from where it was where I uh, originally intended. It was still a fun uh, discussion, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Whether you agreed with me or disagreed with me, it was great to hear from you. Always love to hear from you. But, but while we're speaking of religion, um, did you see, Brian, where that priest, uh, I think he was a Monsignor, or, or, was uh, assassinated, was murdered in California? Uh, now there's a story, 18-inch pipe bomb, bomb found behind a Catholic church in wow. Philadelphia. Um, it, it's starting to look like war on Catholics here. It's like the Ku Klux Klan is coming back to haunt us. You know, and as a Catholic, I'm just a titch concerned myself. But uh, an apparent homemade pipe bomb was found behind a Catholic church Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia, according to police. 18-inch PVC pipe bomb was spotted by a passerby at about uh, 1.40 in the afternoon at St. Dominic Catholic Church. The device had been uh, capped ends, an unknown black powder, according to the report. Nearby streets were blocked off as the city's bomb squad uh, rushed to the scene. And we're seeing uh, all of these attacks, um, and I'm sure it's not just the Catholics who are pro-life. Uh, I know the Baptists and uh, and others are, are, are pro-life as well. But I think the Catholics are the ones that are bearing the brunt of this. I think the Catholics are the ones that are uh, being held accountable. Uh, perhaps they were just uh, more visible in the fight for pro-life. But I think the uh, the pro-abortion people are, are going after the Catholics. I think that's uh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, as a Second Amendment supporter, you know, there's not much that a, a firearm will do for a bomb, but it'll certainly work against a, a crazed uh, anti-Catholic or anti-Christian uh, uh, assailant. If you're running a church or uh, your, your ministry or whatever, uh, I would suggest you poll your parishioners, find out who's a concealed carry permit holder, who's had some training. Uh, maybe someone in your uh, parish is, um, you know, is law enforcement or former law enforcement. Uh, and I would start setting up protection um, in those worship, those houses of worship, because these people are getting crazy. 
They're absolutely getting crazy. In fact, if I were if I were a man of the cloth, Brian, I would actually go take the. If I hadn't already taken the classes, I, I would. Um, what do you think that this is all about? Do you think it has something to do with the Catholics' uh, view on pro pro life? Stance yeah, I think and, they were perhaps uh, more visible or something. I don't know, but I think this all has to do with the whole Roe v. Wade thing going down the dumper, uh, and they're holding. Uh, Really Catholics responsible for well, I think all conservative, all Christians uh, are being held accountable for this. They feel like it's a slight against them, uh, and I think they're beginning to really get vicious. Um, if you're a man of the cloth or a woman of the cloth, if you will, um, take some classes, learn to defend yourself, find people who are qualified to. Defend your uh, your flock, if you will, and do do what you have to to protect yourself. Uh, law enforcement are t- a terrific uh, group of people, but they can't be everywhere at once. So uh, when seconds count, they're minutes away. Get some training, because these people are vicious. You got to figure if they're willing to kill their own baby. <laughs> Where where are the limits? Uh, I don't uh, I don't see that. By the way, speaking of this, I don't know if you saw this or not, but in Florida uh, there is a family that has a a new swimming pool. Brian, I almost in should... the shape of a gun. I saw it. Yeah, that should, we ought to put Very that up nice. at Gary on Guns uh, uh, Facebook. Um, <laughs> you know that's my. <laughs> I look at it. But, oh, there's my pool. Yes, there's my swimming pool. Oh, that is neat. Wonder, I wonder, you know, like what the neighbors think of that. Uh, all right, so uh, more big government coming your way. And you got to pay attention to this because you don't know where this ends. You don't know how far this is going to go. You don't know what in your personal life, somewhere down the road, some politician or group of politicians is going to say, you can't have that. And it it frosts my buns because we did this with alcohol. We've been doing this with drugs. Now it looks like we're we're going this step with tobacco. Well, they have to. Oh yeah, because you're, you're too stupid. stupid. In the 1990s, it was the first in the nation ban on smoking in most indoor locations. Last year, 63 percent of Californians voted to uphold a state law banning the sale of flavored tobacco products. Do you think that people suddenly stopped smoking because of that? Are you? Do you think they they suddenly quit getting flavored tobacco products? No, no. There's a black market operating there. Now there is a proposal for a generational ban on tobacco sales. The uh, the Democrat uh, proposing this is uh, from San Rafael, California. His name is Conley. It would prohibit the sale of tobacco products to anyone born after January 1st, 2007. That means 15 and 16-year-olds and anyone younger. The impetus for this bill is really that we've known for 50 years that tobacco and nicotine products cause cancer and incredibly addictive and decreased quality of life. And they've done this in New Zealand, apparently. But now this is what they want to do. They want to say, 
it, it, you know, if, even if you're 60 years old, if you were born on or after January 1st, 2007, you wouldn't be able to buy a pack of cigarettes. The reason this is important, what happens if somewhere down the road they say, well, if you were born after January 1st, 2010, you can't have steak. What if they say, uh, if you're born after January 1st, 2010, uh, you can't own an automobile? See, w once they open this door, there's no stopping them. This is insane. And it's probably going to pass. And what will happen is they'll create a black market um, or it'll be, you know... I mean, how do you tell somebody who's 25 or 30 years old, you can't buy a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I am not promoting smoking or, by the way, pornography or prostitution or any of this stuff. I don't want it. It would be great, in my opinion, if all the tobacco companies ran out of customers and went out of business. I'd be fine with that. I really, I would. But it's probably not going to happen, and people have a right to make choices, even bad choices. I mean, there are things you do every day that are ultimately bad for your health. Refined sugar, refined carbohydrates, but who doesn't take uh, eat a slice of bread uh, or have a piece of cake or a pastry of some kind? We all do. Well, maybe we should make it illegal. Maybe we should make it illegal to sell donuts because they're not good for you. And somewhere down the road, uh, it's going to make your life less pleasurable. So let's stop the next generation from getting used to eating donuts. That's why it's important we pay attention to this because the stupidity spreads. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Let's head down to Boonville, and uh, Greg is on the line. Greg, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm fine, Gary. Um, you know, if you take away tobacco or, or cigarettes from a lot of people, there's probably going to be more pipe bombs for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and you, hit, you hit it uh, nail around the head with the food thing and obesity and stuff like that. If we really care about what it's doing to people... Maybe we should, uh, you know, it's, you know, have a weight limit before you can have a regular soda or dr go through the drive-through at McDonald's. And believe me, I'm, I'm, I'd like to think I'm pleasingly plump, but all those fatties out there, that'd be the next thing. And believe me, they would. And, and well, maybe that's why they think it's okay to be obese now. You know, that's, that's <laughs> kind of a new fad. You know, so maybe they're they're thinking ahead. But you, you're right. It's just something else. It's just control and. Somebody just thinks that they're better than you or smarter than you. Yeah, so. thin may be in, but All fat's right. where it's at now. Anyway, all right. Hey, smoke them if you smoke them if you got them. <laughs> all right, thank you, Greg. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, what is this? This is from Brent. After watching Keepers on Netflix, where Catholic Church hid murder, rape with police, state of Maryland, city of Baltimore, being complicit. Maybe it's not abortion driving the violence. I got to get Netflix again. I, I, I'm missing all of this. Um, 
Antifa is who I think is behind these shootings and trouble uh, for Democratic causes. Um, what else do we have here? Chris. Homemade, uh, on the homemade pipe bomb. Again, it's the media adding unnecessary words in the story. It's either a homemade bomb or a pipe bomb. Where can I buy a ready factory made pipe bomb? Any reliable pipe farm, uh, farm, uh, pipe bomb dealer uh, will be able to help you with that. <laughs> uh, do you think America is getting smarter as a country? No. No, Michael, I don't. Brian, do you think America is getting smarter no. as a country? Uh -uh. No. We're getting dumber. We're getting dumber. Uh, if you can... We keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the stupidity. Uh, do you receive Liberty Magazine? If not, would you like a subscription? I will pay for it. Uh, Paul, thank you. No, that's okay. Uh, Bill says, uh, according to Bernie Sanders... What? It says, uh, not according to Bernie Sanders in his new book, but I don't know. Maybe that came in sometime, some time ago. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, let's uh, let's play a little Bernie Sanders audio. Oh, you, you're going to love this audio. Oh, In yeah. fact, let's play it when we come back. All right, let's do that. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1024. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390, uh, toll-free, 800-529-5572. We're talking about uh, Bernie Sanders. God, what a clown. And this guy is a clown. Go ahead, Brian. Let him have it. But I have to ask you, you're going on tour to promote this book, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to media. But tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that. Some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this I, system that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. I think there's one case where in one place here in Washington, po uh, politics and pros and independent books are charging some tickets. Most of them, I think, are $40, $50, and you get a book as well. So if you want to come you can have to pay 40 bucks, I'll throw in the book for free. And we're doing a number of free uh, events, but I don't make a nickel out of these things. But you're no. okay doing business with Ticketmaster? No, not particularly, but that's, again, I nothing to do with that. That is, if you wrote a book, probably be the same process. <laughs> you can't make it up, can you? <laughs> you buy, they just can't see it. You buy, you buy the book, or you get the ticket, you buy the, you get the book. I don't uh, make anything. I don't make a thing out of this. Uh, my God. How I mean, how do you vote for that guy? How <laughs> in what world do you listen to this guy and go, boy, he makes a lot of sense. I'm going to vote for him. I mean, he he couldn't exist in a commune because he didn't didn't do anything. He's real good at giving away everybody else's money. He's real good at taking everybody else's money, but he's not real good at well. Labor. Uh, he apparently doesn't. He doesn't want to hold a job. I'm not sure that he ever could have. All he could do is run for office. What a great talent if you're really good at it, you know? Yeah. You'd make a great deal of money never doing anything. Uh, that's Bernie Sanders for you. Uh, boy, by the way, we've got another a large white balloon 
over Honolulu, Hawaii. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Chuck is on the line. Chuck, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. You know, all this meaningless and overreach and regulation, um, where does it all end? I mean, we just heard the story about the pipe bomb, right? So let's just regulate that. Let's make that illegal. Let's confiscate all of our plumbing and uh, outlaw pipe. I mean, where does it all stop? I mean, the problem, the most detrimental thing in our life is regulation by government. That's simple. It shouldn't exist. Well, I, you know, you sound very libertarian, Chuck. Yeah, you've made me that way over the years. <laughs> well, good. Welcome aboard. Thank you for the call and the observation. Very good. Thanks. All right. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I uh, got a message here telling an entire generation they can't smoke tobacco, but all the weed you want? Geniuses for sure. California, home to the paper straw wrapped in plastic. <laughs> all right, Keith, very good. Oh, boy, another large white balloon has been seen. Oh, my. There'll be, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, people terrified of this. Um it comes just days after U.S. officials claimed the previously down Chinese spy balloon that was targeting the state of Hawaii was blown off course. That whole thing, that whole thing, that whole episode with that balloon, it just, it bothers me in a whole host of ways. Are you convinced that they were able to jam the signal from that big balloon from China? Are you convinced? Uh, because that's what the administration wants you to believe. They want you to believe they got China got nothing out of that. We saw this thing and we uh, we blocked its signals. We 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 didn't let it pick up any information. Does anybody buy the? Because uh, because I don't buy it. I don't believe it for a moment. I mean, what do we do? Do we point something at it that jams all this? Uh, I'm not buying it. And I, you know, first you, you you got a balloon the size of three buses, and you let that linger and float all the way across the country, uh, going across the state of Missouri, right over all kinds of sensitive sites. You don't shoot it down until it's out in the Atlantic Ocean. Then you turn around and you shoot down three balloons that look like they were some hobby craft balloon, a fraction, and, and you do that as soon as you see them. Something, something is wrong with the way we're handling this. That first balloon should have been dropped the moment it it got into our our airspace. That thing is huge. How could we have missed it? How did we have to reset anything to see something floating in the sky the size of three buses? That's probably at least the same size, roughly, as a MIG. And, and we didn't do anything about it? We didn't, we weren't seeing them three years ago, or we didn't, uh, something is wrong here. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 
It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Uh, so somebody who, uh, what, formerly Air Force or currently? I believe so, yes. Called up and said, yeah, we we can jam their signal um, as it floats across the country. Um, My question would be, do we have to follow the balloon in order to keep that jamming system in place? Or do you, you know, uh, tell people as the balloon goes across, turn your systems on? I don't know. I, I don't just know. don't think this administration had the intelligence to be able to... They wouldn't have to done any of that if they just took the balloon out as soon as they seen it come in. Yeah, and are they sending the signal up to a satellite and then over to them? Or are they know. sending it down to the... Uh, I don't know. Uh, it should. They should have taken no chances, I think, and shot that down right away. Um, I'm going to move on to elections because there's an Associated Press story about Michigan. It says election conspiracist to lead the Michigan GOP through 2024. Um, I'm wondering about whether or not this makes sense. And I know that a lot of people uh, are absolutely sure that the election uh, was stolen. The whole system is crooked. Election conspiracist, um, her name is uh, Christina Caramo, uh, was overwhelmingly defeated in her bid to become Michigan's Secretary of State, uh, was chosen Saturday to lead the state's Republican Party for the next two years. Uh, if we were in an audience, I would say, by a show of hands, how many of you are tired of hearing about the theft of the election? Uh, but we're not in an auditorium, and I can't see your hands, so you can give me a call. Am I alone in this? It's like, all right, I've heard everything. It's entirely possible. I'm tired of hearing about it. Don't run your race on it. Uh, if you've, it, I'm actually at the point where if you're running your race on the the the, the uh, Trump election was stolen, I don't even want to vote for you. If you think that it was stolen, if you think that there was malfeasance, and I don't doubt it, there was, fix it. Don't run on it. Plus, if you found out that there actually was a sufficient amount of illegal votes that uh, caused Biden to become president, you think they're going to overturn the current result and say, oh, well, put Trump back in. It's yeah, not, not going to happen. happen. No. I, I'm tired of hearing about it. Fix it. Run for office. Don't run on, gee, the election was stolen. The election is fraudulent. Run on issues that people, that resonate with people. I'm to the point now where I think this turns voters off. It turns me off. Everybody is is constantly giving me the, it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen. Okay, fix the system. But when you run for office, this is not a winning uh, platform. It's, it's not going to get you elected. And I'm going to tell you one more thing. I'm going to say the un, uh, the un, what is unsaid. Donald Trump rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of people were just tired of hearing him. And, 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 and don't give me, again, don't jump to conclusions here. They were tired of hearing him, and it motivated them to go out and vote for the other guy. I'm not saying that they were right. I mean, I think that's a stupid reason 
to not vote for Trump. You got to put it in perspective. Uh, He was he was difficult, challenging to listen to. But that's not a reason not to vote for the guy. You know, they should have been giving him his votes based on how he handled the economy, um, how he stood for America and how he was strong. But but his personality just chafed a lot of people. And that may have actually motivated people to go out and vote for anybody else. Again, this is not because I know you're going to call me and I just got through at the very beginning of the program saying that he was the second best president of the last 50 years. So don't call me up and say, oh, you're a never Trumper. You're a nut. I'm just telling you that his personality may have gotten in the way. He may have been robbed, but he may also have motivated more people to vote for anybody else as vote for him. And for and for all the wrong reasons, not because he was an abysmal failure as a president, but because they just couldn't stand him anymore. I know it's going to happen. It always does. Oh, you're a never-Trumper. Oh, you hate Donald Trump. No, no. Second best president in the last, better than George Bush. Or his father. But his personality motivated people, I believe, to come out and vote against him. Does that mean the election was not stolen? No, I'm not saying that. It may have been stolen. What I'm saying is, get off of that message. The Republicans want to win and and start really gaining strength uh, in, in the House and the Senate, uh, win uh, the White House on the popular vote as well as the Electoral College, then find issues that voters care about, explain how you can solve those problems, and don't run on the election was stolen. Even if you believe it was stolen, fine, you believe it was stolen, Work to fix that, but don't run on that. That's the mistake. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. David in Jeff City. David, welcome. How are you? Doing well. I would have been one to raise my hand in that auditorium and say I'm tired of hearing about it. I think part of the problem is, is if I was, or those people would run and say, I want to secure elections. I want to make them more secure. I want this and this. And most of us have been about this way before all this has gone on. I don't think that a lot of these people are smart enough that if the press was to say, well, is this based on Trump's blah, blah, perceived whatever, do you believe this? I don't think they're smart enough to pivot away or just say, no, I'm just saying we need to secure elections. So I think that's the biggest problem is is a lot of these people just aren't smart enough to be able to pivot away from it as politicians. Yeah, they've got to come up with issues. And this is in my party, the politi- my political party, the Libertarians. Um, we do these things where we... You know, we're against the drug war. When people can't put food on their table, we're arguing against the drug war. 
It's like, who gives a rodent's rectum? How do they, how do we fix the economy? Um, and the Republicans are doing this with the election. They're concentrating on the wrong thing. Yeah, the, the, but there, there are some that will just keep going. They, that, that's all they've got. So, thanks, Gary. All right, thank you, David. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Um, again, not being anti-Trump, I'm just saying get off the election thing. How many of you are just tired of hearing it was stolen, it was stolen, it was stolen? Okay, so fix it. In the meantime, run on something. Run on something that people care about. I don't know. I, I, I sometimes, I say, you know, we, we have this uh, meme, uh, the you're too stupid meme, and I'm starting to think there's like a handful of people who aren't. Um, find find an issue that people care about, and you know the 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 solution to most of the problems that most people suffer in this country is freedom. Freedom to choose. We could just find a way to explain to people the benefits of liberty. This country would continue for the next five hundred years. To be the place to live, but we don't. We we don't we don't preach liberty. We we uh, we've gotten away from that. We think the government has to regulate everything, and that ultimately is a problem. Uh, all right. So uh, I think the uh, the Michigan uh, Republican Party has made a mistake. I, I just think that was a, a terrible idea to put somebody in charge who's a um, conspiracy theorist on the election. Even if they're right, and they may be, fix it, but run on something that people care about. Gary Nolan shows Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.50, and uh, let's talk about East Palestine, Ohio. I, um, I, I hear these Democrats in particular always tell us that we need the government and the Environmental Protection Agency. We need we need them to make sure that the drinking water is safe, that the air is pure, that the land is clean. We need them. We have to give them all kinds of money. We also hear from our friends on the left how FEMA should come in and help in these emergencies when there's a, a real problem. And now we're hearing people don't want to move back. They're upset when they move back or they come back. They don't want to stay in East Palestine, Ohio, and they don't want to because they they think the, the drinking water is foul, the land is poisoned, and that it's unsafe. But what about that invaluable environmental protection agency that we absolutely have to have otherwise you know, oh boy the pollution will be outrageous what about their report that it was safe you had all this faith in them you wouldn't cut their funding you wouldn't get rid of them you you think they're absolutely necessary and then when they come out and tell you it's safe you can live there you you don't believe them well, which is it? Are they a valuable asset helping to protect the uh, the resources, natural resources? 
or or they uh, an inept bunch of idiots who said, uh, you know, the, when the World Trade Towers came down, the air was okay and nobody was going to get sick. I put up a meme on Facebook the, this weekend on the com or on the Gary Nolan Show on Facebook. Uh, it's perfect. Did you see it? I, I did not see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Gas stoves, dangerous to the environment. Uh-huh. EPA. Oh. Uh, showing us Palestine. Perfectly safe. Perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a perfect description of our government. Isn't it, though? Uh, do you trust them? Well, no, I don't. But no, the left, but, yeah, the left they, always say we got to have it. Why, without them, the you know we would uh, we would chip a tooth if we took a deep breath. Yes. You know what's curious is if you look at the country's uh, air pollution before the EPA was created, before Richard Nixon signed on to this nonsense, it was getting cleaner every year. Everything was improving every year. Before the EPA even came came into existence, now God, you they the government wants to regulate a if you've got a puddle in your backyard or on your farm, they want to regulate it. But you know, if this is such an invaluable service who does such great work, when they come out and tell you it's safe, why don't you believe them? Because deep down inside, you know that the government doesn't do anything well. And that there is a problem. Would you, if somebody uh, in East Palestine that had a farm uh, and raised corn, uh, if they offered you a bushel? <laughs> no, no, no. You wouldn't, would you? No, sir. No, sir. No, I think I'll pass on all that. Um, and, 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 and they, they, they think it's so invaluable. We've got to have this government agency to protect us. But we, we don't believe them. The hypocrisy of it all is is really frustrating to me. And, you know, I'm not sure what the solution is for carrying dangerous chemicals by rail. But I know somewhere it has to it has to rely on the private marketplace because the government's pretty inept. So. I don't know who owns, and, and I would you'd really have to do a deep dive. You've got to find out not only who owns the train, but who owns the tracks. Does the government own the tracks? Who regulates the rail industry? How much of Amtrak does the federal government, you know, what role does Amtrak play in all of this? you got to look at all of this stuff. And, and are they going to, you know, are they financing? Uh, is the railroad financing any of their expenditures? Because insurance companies would regulate better than the government would. And now we've got this area of the country that I wouldn't move to. I wouldn't want anything to do with it. I certainly wouldn't want any food that was grown around there. Everybody is, uh, you know, telling me about the, you know, the benefits of big government. And every time you turn around, they let you down. And here they are letting everybody down and Nobody wants to admit it. On February 8th, the evacuation order was lifted. East Palestine had uh, been allowed to, to return to their homes and their businesses. And, they're, they're, and, and here's the other thing. I don't know if they're really getting sick or if there's some mass hysteria. I've seen this happen before. You see it a lot in schools, but it happens uh, in, in open society as well.
In fact, I think that's what's going on with the transsexual movement. Somebody says they, they suddenly feel like vomiting you know, when they walked into the room, and then everybody else wonders, is there something wrong? And, oh, my God, I, I think I'm going to vomit, too. And the next thing you know it, you got mass hysteria. Is that what's going on? The, uh, the big solution is in the private marketplace. It's not, it, it does not rest with the government. Because they clearly don't do anything particularly well. Um, there is another story here that, oh, oh this is another, another threat. Another threat to the environment, Brian, is light. Oh, no. Yes, yes. Uh, this is from the New Yorker. Among the many looming ecological disasters that terrify us today, one that only a handful of people have contemplated as sufficiently looming and terrifying. I'm not reading this. This is their not my. <laughs> is the loss of the bats in our belfry, according to uh, the Darkness Manifesto uh, by the Swedish ecologist. Um, district after district has installed modern floodlights to show uh, the architecture it's proud of um, all the uh, all the while the animals who have for centuries found safety in the darkness of the church towers uh, who have lived 70 million years made the night their abode are slowly but surely vanishing from these places the presence of bats in the belfry is a metaphor for a disordered thinking usually taken to refer to the way bats would flutter around the upper stories of distressed churches. But for larger madness, this uh, researcher thinks uh, the problem here is we have too much light. And they... they it is kind of bright in here now they that you mention it. Well, that's because of me. I'm so bright, my mother called me <laughs> son. Uh, you can't get around it. But, you know, the, this is the new push, is light pollution. And that's what they're calling it, light pollution pollution. Too much light. So if the left and these reactionaries really get their way, <laughs> the light problem will disappear because we won't be able to generate the electricity to power the lights. They just need to be patient and wait for the green energy uh, push to, to take over where carbon fuels are being used. Lights will go out everywhere and they'll be saved. Just Looking for solutions, folks. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.